You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Sorry, Sodi, Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Odie. And I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Where bears, blurds of feathers, flock together. We have not said that in a long time. We haven't. I was, for some reason, I wanted to say snog, and I knew that was not what Snog together? Yes. And I knew that that's not what we say. Oh, dear God, no. So I was like, that's not where, that's not the word I wanted. Uh, And then. um, Was it birds of a feather flock together or birds of a feather, uh, blurds of a feather stick together? I think it was birds of a, maybe that's why I got the S. I think it's bir- birds of a, fe- a feather who flock together. We have it in the outro. It like, is. We've heard it so I, many times. I've said it many t- many times. The issue here is not the knowing of it. It's just that sometimes my memory will garble things up. Yeah. And I just know that it's not right, but mm-hmm. I can't really remember exactly what it is. But anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You, you The point is that. We made it. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we did the intro. That was fantastic. Didn't need to be prompted. You get a cookie. Thank you very much. And you might want to give me two of them mm-hmm. because, sir, I have some questions for you. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're not going to keep Yeah, that. we're not doing We're done. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's enough. Like, you, you, you get points for being ready and prepared um, on your show. Okay, so you're really just just like we your plus. Which classic movie is your favorite? A classic movie. Um, how long? What are we defining a classic? Twenty twenty years plus. So this is a debatable thing because the other day I was in the ra- on the car. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, we're going old school," and it was it was like a Chris Brown song from like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is that old school?" Like to me, old school is like twenty plus years. Like it was like a whole other generation mm-hmm. of music. Well, I guess technically that is. Well, if it's only ten years though, that's not really like a long time. I feel like in the generation of a song. Yeah. But I will say, to me, a classic. Let's say fifteen. Plus years. So when did Step Brothers come out? Let me look. Because I believe that is, uh, in my mind, that's a classic. Uh, I still watch it to this very day. It is like, a classic. It, it it holds up as far as like jokes 2008. are concerned. That, that holds up. Yeah. That's a, 2008. Because so 15 years plus, right? That's about 15. Yeah. Right? Or almost. Let me count it out. But I'll let you, I'll give you prices Right Rules. That is 14. Okay, 14. You're, you're close. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm rounding okay. up. Okay, yeah, let's round um, up. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, fifth, The Fifth Element, because you know that's one of my favorite movies. 
But also because I just found out this week that Bruce Willis is stepping back from acting because he has aphasia. Yeah. And I I don't know if I shared this with you like a week or two ago, but there were these rumors going around. That like his family was forcing him to do all it these was his, movies. I don't know if it was his family. I think it was his like agent. They were saying oh, okay. his agent was forcing him to do all these, like, you know, all those B-movies that we always laugh about. Yeah. And it was like, because the guy had done an interview, and he was like, yeah, you know, we had, we're feeding him the lines, basically. So people were like, well, does he want to do these movies? Or, because they weren't, it felt like some of them were not really in the scope of his, um, of how well he, he's a great actor. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to Bruce Willis, and because just for the moment, it's just an amazing movie. Um, and just, we need to give him his flowers. And you know, he's never won an Oscar. He should win an honorary Oscar. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll get an honorary because Oscar. The Same dr- as Samuel Jackson. <clears throat> the dramatic and the comedic way that he was able to, like, put all of his movies together and being sometimes, you know, like a sex symbol or whatever. Yeah. He was able to get all range of um, emotions, and so I wish him the best. Yeah, shout out to you, Bruce Willis, and shout out for your work. And look who's talking to. Yes, wasn't he the dog? He was the he was um one he, of one of the was, dogs. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the dogs. In he, both of them, looking talking, look who's talking. In both, look who's talking. No, the look, he was a dog in both of them. No, there was well, only the dogs was the second one. There was the babies was the first one. Oh, you're right, 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 right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, babies was the first. But was he the the voice? No, he was the voice. John of Travolta the... is the voice of the main baby. Uh, no, John Travolta is the father. I'm looking it up. So right then, now. who is the voice of the? I'm looking of it up. the baby. Christy Alley, the new Trumper, is the mom, of course. Oh, is she a Trumper too? She, yeah. Oh, she's been having Still? terrible opinions. Terrible opinions. Okay. Oh, we can't even. She used to be cute. She was, and she was funny. Like in the in the in the like the the late eighties, early nineties kind of way. Like she was the, with rem- that kind of flavor to her. Remember when she was in that Mary Kay Nashley movie? Um, it takes two. It was that it, it takes two. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I know. She was so cute in that, and it was like, yeah, of course you wanted her to win over that little Barbie doll, and it's just like, I don't know how or why. If she like she was always that conservative and crazy, but you know I just feel, I feel bad. Okay, yeah, John Travolta was her husband, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was Mikey the baby. Oh, so Bruce Willis was the baby. So then, yeah. who, so then, who played the voice of the dog? I will tell you. Was it Danny DeVito? No, no. Okay, so he was Hold the on. voice of the baby. That makes sense. Yeah, because I remember him being the voice of the baby. I mean, I don't so know why I can't the voice find. of the dog? Look who's talking to. This is mm-hmm. the one with the dogs because the kids are older. Yeah. Um, And Mikey is the baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey is the kid. Damn. Where is the dog? They don't even have the dog. They don't have the actor who plays the dog? They don't, I don't see what him What, on IMDb? Yeah. All right, we're going to move on. We'll, yeah, we'll look it up. We will get hyper focused, and then we won't. <laughs> nothing will get done. Um, all right. What's your favorite way? Oh, um, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. Look who's talking now. Yes, look who's talking now. Who was the the, the dog? The dog was Danny DeVito. It was. He played rocks. The pull, the pit bull. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And Charles Shout Barkley played Charles Barkley. And uh oh, Diane Keaton played Daphne. Yes, that was definitely Daphne. Okay, yeah. There we go. We we figured it out. Cause that was gonna irk me. It was. It was it was uh Yeah, so it, there was Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking to, and Look Who's Talking Now. Yes. Okay. I can't that believe was that got a third one. A no. three parter. It was a good movie. I enjoyed them. First off, if Rush Hour can get a three one, why can't well, that's Look Who's Talking? I thought Rush Hour Two was pretty good. No, Rush Hour Two was, in my opinion, the best. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I still yes. I still quote it. Um okay, anyway, what's your favorite way to get a caffeine fix? Um uh, there's caffeine and green tea, right? Yeah. Yeah. So probably uh green tea with a with a shot of apple cider vinegar. Hmm. I do know you like that. Yeah. All right. Mine it's I say supposed to be helpful for gut health. It is really helpful for gut health. And um if you you could sometimes you could use the apple cider vinegar to like for your face, but it's like you have to be really light with it with the with the dilution of the water. I imagine so. Because it's very acidic. It's very acidic. So you have to just be really careful with it. But it's good for that. And it's good it's good for your overall general health. But anyway, um I would say for me. Oh, a lavender oat latte, iced or hot, depending on the day, with a little almond croissant on the side. Okay, that sounds disgusting, but okay. It's just not for me. Everybody has their own thing. Did I say that your green tea? No, you didn't. Apple cider vinegar. Everybody, everybody has their own way. And what's wrong with the lavender oat latte? I don't. Something about lavender, like in coffee, that just like I love lavender too, flavored things. Too, I know I love the smell of lavender, but I'm trying to have imagine you ever the had taste. a lavender latte? No, I've never you had. You have a to lavender. try it before mm. you can knock it. It just seems like one of those flavors or one of those like aromas that doesn't gel well with caffeine no it's fine it's honestly it's like truffle you remember when we went to that place and we got the truffle and we were like it's good but it's like a lot of truffle yeah like that's where you could tell the uh, mediocre from the stars if someone can give you a good lavender oat latte where you're tasting the flavors and all that but you're not it's not like a bouquet in your mouth that's mm. where it's important so you just gotta find the good ones and when you get a good one it's really a good one um okay so <laughs> this is a this is a apropos for this discussion today. Which comedians make you laugh until your sides ache? I'll say Hannibal Burris, but mm, good choice. Yeah, actually, this is a really good uh, question. Uh, all things considered, um, I'm gonna go with Hannibal Burris because like all of his specials have just like I don't know they they've been better mm-hmm. over time, and. Um, not necessarily saying that they're timeless, but they, you know, every time I, I go back to them. And John Mulaney, yeah, I would say. Right. Like, John Mulaney. He's had a baby re- with um, the woman he left his wife for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, if that's not judgment. I'm I don't not know judging. It it's just what happened. Uh-huh. That's the details of how they got together. What's her name? She's some celebrity woman. Yeah. She's an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. And, you know, she she gave him a comment on his page, and next thing you know, it went Slid from those DMs. It went from being like, "Oh, I love John and his wife. They're so great." And like, "I, I love him. I hope I wasn't being weird." Well, she was right. She did love him. She did. She did. She, she loved went him. after listen. She right. st- uh, she said, "I'm gonna stick beside Into him." And she did. Another marriage. So, you know, happy for them. They just had a baby. Yeah. Um Melinda got a baby. You know I had to do it. <sighs> I know. I set it up. 
Yeah. Yeah, you did. My favorite comedians mm-hmm. would be Maurice Licorice. Oh, stop and, it. Hmm. Bernie Mac. Oh, a classic. You cannot just like Bernie Mac. Ugh, what a legend. What a legend. I was just talking to my friend about him today because I was like, you know, Bernie Mac, when you watch his old shows, a lot of the things he said were definitely not like, you know, PC or whatever. It was he was definitely like, I'm your raunchy uncle who's gonna say Whatever I want to say, right? Yeah. And I feel like, in a way, there were some that he would probably have to tweak a little bit. But he could do his old sets now, even with things that are quote-unquote offensive, because of the fact that they were funny. Yeah, they were good. They were solid jokes. A good joke? It doesn't really matter what it is if it's actually good. Like, Miss Pat is a, another comedian who I I've find... Seen, I've seen her I, videos. Yeah, I find her material to be funny as well. And she's also, you know, her stuff would be Definitely not PC. PC. Even her TV show is not PC. Um, and some of the things, you know, of course, it shows elements that people can... You could definitely say, like, yeah, that is toxic. We got to work on that. But you could still find... Lots of elements of it where you're like, this is funny, and I feel like that is something that some comedians um, are losing, and they want to sh- say, oh, we're comedians. We can just say everything. Yeah. And it's the thing is, it's not that whether you can say anything or not. It's like, are you saying it and actually making a good joke? Yeah, is there is the is the point of the joke... Uh, uh, like who are you? Are you are you punching up or punching down? Exactly. Are you are you being like observant or are you being sort of like obscure? Are you reading with, the room? Yeah. Are you reading the room? Because every joke is not for everybody. You're absolutely right. Every <laughs> every joke is not for everybody or for everybody's ears. That might actually be the name of this episode. Listen, mark it, Mar- mark. <laughs> I think that is something we really need to start thinking about because when our grandparents, the reason why they were pissed off at Richard Pryor because he was spreading the N-word all over like town, it wasn't because they hadn't been hearing black comedians say it. It was for the fact that white people were hearing it and it was it was causing us uh, ajna. And, st- and issues because they were they were de- being basically desensitized. And so it's not like, oh, you shouldn't do this just because it's like so against our sensibilities. It's like you're letting these people in to our private circle and we don't need that because this is what the problems that it causes. Um, and, and so on that note. You know what I wrote down? What'd you write down? Every joke has its thorns. <laughs> See, look at that. That was a that was a good joke. Look at that. That was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so now that we've done our little icebreaker. It is time for us to slide our way into our pop culture section. This must be. Again, fuck you, Trey Songs, for making my great, just iconic sound. It's still no. technically there. I just cut I know, it off. I right know, before. but it's just I'm annoyed that I was in. I really liked having a drop. Oh, a drop all to yourself. I did. Well, maybe I'll isolate a giggle or something. I don't know. God, 
<laughs> but men just men being problematic and causing trouble. This is what's been always every day of my life is giving me issues. Anyway, so we are here in the pop culture corner. And I want to say to you, my friend, Rabbit Rabbit. Rabbit Rabbit. Do you know why I'm saying Rabbit Rabbit? No. Because today is April 1st, and at the top of every month, mm-hmm. saying Rabbit Rabbit was like this, it's like this old-timey superstition of you say that at the beginning of the month, and be like rabbits, you will be prosperous and bountiful, and you'll multiply, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to so. say Rabbit Rabbit in the hopes that at some money. point this month, I get something else that's not money, but that is very similar to what rabbits do. Because it's been quite a while. <laughs> I have no problem with admitting that. It's been... It's been... <laughs> almost. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm i going to say that I am rooting for you. Yeah. Um, It'll happen. I'm it sure. will. No, you're not... You're not I'm manifesting that out into the world. And today's a new moon. So now you're going to get... That's doubling your manifestations. Yeah, exactly. So... so um, speaking of uh, of April Fools, our favorite troll tweeted out today. I'm so excited to announce that Montero Deluxe, featuring Rihanna, Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, Tyler the Creator, NBA Young Boy, Saucy Santana, and mo- yours will be your and more will be yours tonight at 7 p.m. EST. And it has this really cute graphic of him and this like uh, painting Greek um, poses or whatever. So little Nas X. Thank you for tweeting that because when I saw it, I was fooled because I always like certain things when they're too subtle, I don't recognize them as like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a joke. Like there were some people like Kiki Palmer who said she's pregnant. I don't really believe that because it's April 1st. Yeah. If you you got to tell me something on like that's like that's like year two or three of Facebook where Mm -hmm. everybody did that whole Mm -hmm. like oop here I'm pregnant. I just saw it today where a friend was like, oh, you know, I used to I always love today. It's such a funny day and da da da. Um, But I I honestly didn't expect to see any. pregnancy pranks this year because I every year that they happen there's also like a thousand think pieces and open letters and blah 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 about people um saying why they're problematic and I cannot say that the reasons these people are saying they're problematic are are good or bad or whatever it's mm-hmm. they're not they're just people's opinions um but I would I thought that those were things that people were going to stop doing so I'm like if that's the case Maybe Kiki and her boyfriend, because I know she's been with this guy now for about a year or two. If they are, I'm gonna be so happy for her because she does. You know, I'm. I want. I love seeing black love, black families. Um, was, every, it gives me hope. I I I don't get them mixed up by uh, appearance. I always get them mixed up by name. Kiki Palmer Kyla and Pratt. Kyla Pratt, just because they're both KPs. They were both on Disney. They are both KPs. Yeah. So yeah, of course that makes sense. Wait. Kyla Pratt wasn't on Disney, was she? Um. Oh, she's Penny Proud. So then, who is Kiki Palmer on Disney? She was on that show. Oh wait, was that That's that Akilah was that Nickelodeon? No, well, that was a Disney movie, but that was Nick- not a Disney. Her movie. TV Akilah show was not a Disney movie. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. The TV show where she um, was like VP, like twelve year old VP. I think that was Nickelodeon. That was Nickelodeon. But being in that, you know, being in that sphere. 
they were definitely going to be at like the kids choice awards at the same time. Um, or probably, you know, being caught up. There were not that many black girls yeah. doing things. Um, so I'm happy to see, and listen, I'm happy to see both of them thriving. Kyla Pratt's kids are so cute. If Kiki Palmer is pregnant, I'm going to be so happy for her because she's adorable. These kids are going to be adorable. And I definitely, like, I knew it was an April Fool's joke, um, the whole Montero Deluxe thing. I Mm -hmm. knew it was a joke. But even knowing that it was a joke, I definitely looked on Spotify. Listen. Just in case. Just in case. Because maybe I, he dropped something. Because if you recall, I was like, yo, he should do a collaboration with Tyler, the creator. I, I said that. Yeah, you have. You have. So, it would be a great. That would be a great collab. And I've talked about him and Saucy Santana. Like, I want to see them on something. Yeah. Like, I want all these queer black men mm-hmm. and thems to be getting on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, projects together. Okay. Yeah, what? I just um, I. Are you okay? Yes, I was saying oh my goodness because it made me when I said them's, mm-hmm. it made me think that it was trans, um, the National Trans Day of uh, visiting of visibility. visibility. Yes, and um, I I was I wanted to make sure we shout that out, but we are still at the top of the show, so we we can shout out now. We can shout out now, yeah. <laughs> We are sending all our love and celebration and honor to our trans and non-binary listeners Mm -hmm. and people in this world. We love you. We see you. And Mm -hmm. you deserve all the honor and the praise. I see y'all for real. Um, And yeah, that was it. And also, I'm going to put it in the notes, but I found this really great, um, someone shared like a... Someone shared a (laughs) really great graphic and caption about what different genders are and and different relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So those will be put in the notes by me or someone else. As long as the notes get done, that is the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. (laughs) That's great. So. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anyway, speaking of queer... Queer things, queer celebrations, somebody uh, came out. Yes. Uh, uh, Gerard Carmichael. Yes. Famous comedian. Uh, famous. Yeah, the Carmichael show. Yeah, the Carmichael show. I, I love his last HBO special. Uh, actually, his last two HBO specials. I don't know if I saw his last one. Oh, we can watch it later. Um, <coughs> I want to well, watch the one that he's going to come out with tonight. Yeah. It, 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 at, by the time we're recording this, it, it's uh, already ready available. So so let me um get up the, the link Sorry, the link died. Um, so he is hosting Saturday Night Live tomorrow yes, on April second, mm-hmm. and he has a new HBO special called Rothaniel. I'm hoping I'm saying that pronounced or Rothaniel. Rothaniel. Okay. Oh wow! It was taped in February at the Blue Note Jazz Club, and that just closed, mm. which is cool. I'm okay. Well, I'm excited now to watch that even more for those memories. Um, but. I'm trying to find where it is. Okay, so in Rothaniel, how he says that Rothaniel, Rothan, sorry, <laughs> thank you, Rothaniel. Uh, Car- Carmichael admits his relationship with his mother has been fraught since he came out to her, but he has hopes for the future. As much as she believes in God, I believe in personal growth and feeling free, and I do feel freer. 
Um, he said that he talked about his sexual experiences with men during a conversation with his mother that said the guy fucked up with guys before. You know what? I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy for him too. I will say this, that like, it's always incredible to me. Like when I hear a person of color, uh, yeah, black person. Are uh, you talking about black people only? Are you talking about well? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm talking (laughs) about black people only. Like when I hear black people coming out, like that always warms my heart, especially because, um, like anybody my age and anybody roughly our age group, yeah. Uh, when we're coming out to our parents, there is. That real, you know, there's, it's, it's difficult. There's a real difficulty level because our parents, uh, the generation above us grew up in a certain, with a certain mindset Uh and, uh, you know, in some cases, uh, things go well and there's easy acceptance in other cases. It's not so much. So I will say, um, honestly, I've never, um, like, quote, unquote, came out to my parents or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I would, I think that, like, I, I don't have any fear of saying anything specific to them. But my mom, like, my mom asked me if I was, if I liked boys and girls when I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more like I don't feel a need to come out to them because I know if whoever comes home with me, there's not going to be any issue about it. There might be like this, not taught now. I can't say that my immediate family, what their response is like, of course I have some very um, conservative people um, in my family who have certain views about queer people. But like one of my cousins just got married to, she's she's a woman. She got married to a woman, and they just welcomed a baby. And this, like, yeah, some people have had comments, but it's nothing where I feel like I wouldn't, um, especially because in in the my our our generation, none of my cousins are going to be like, oh, we're not going to Odie's wedding because she wanted to get married a woman. Like that just wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So I just feel like I've never. It's never, and I think that I'm fortunate in that. I know that I don't necessarily, quote unquote, have to come out to my family. It's unless I wanted to say to someone, hey, this is what it is, um, versus being allowed the freedom of knowing that this is such a normal thing. It's like I don't have to, I don't have to alert them to whomever I'm dating, whether it's because they're the same gender, they're whatever, they're, from another country. I don't know. Like, it's just like these things are just normal. Regardless of whom whom they are. Yes. So, I, but I think that when you know majority of people don't have that experience, um, it's like, I'm grateful that people have the support and the courage and courageousness to, to speak up and say, this is what it, my life is, and you're just going to have to respect it. And so. So, shout out to Mr. Carmichael. <laughs> We love and support you, both your art and your <clears throat> heart. Now, on to people we do not support. Um, have you heard of the GOP Senate candidate Herschel Walker? Uh, I'm not as familiar, but I I know the name. Okay. Like I've heard the name before. 
So he played football. He is trying to be, um, you know, the next Ben Carson, and he's a super trumper. Mm-hmm. He and he has his son. I believe his wife is white. Um, he has a son who is gay, but it, like is super conservative. Hates black people. Basically, hates he, he like has was like why do we need pride? But is like really wealthy and has no idea what what his privilege is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all around problematic family. Mm-hmm. So it comes out that. He's been lying all this time about graduating at the top of his class, at the top 1% of his class at the University of Georgia. It's actually that he has not graduated there at all. Um, that seems like a lie that could have been easily disproven a long time ago. I'm sure people probably, like, when he said it before, it was like, all right, boom, you said it. But, like, once you start talking about it all the time, that's when people want to say, okay, let me go look into this, especially if you're going to be the sen- trying to get in the Senate. So it's just like you shot yourself in the foot, friend. I can't even. Now, do you have to have a college degree to be in the Senate? That is. A, let me look at that up. Do I would hope I, you don't need to. I, I would wait. You would. Would it be oh, better if you did need to? No, this is what wouldn't? I'm saying that. So that I, anybody. Any I think that anyone should be able to. Um, hold on one second. Go. Do you think anybody should I be think able that to there should be participate some, in uh, anyone, regardless any of whether your education should be allowed to re- participate? The what I think there should be is the same way you have to pass. You could go past. You could go take the bar right now and never go to law school. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is study and get, and just do take the test. So if you are someone who never went to college and, and, and studied in these formal ways of the U.S. Constitution, if you can't pass whatever test that you need to get into, the, and that's something that is, like, super prohibitive. We're not talking about Jim Crow-style voting tests, a test that is accurate. What are these laws that are this way? What does the Constitution say about this? And have it be, you know, a robust Test that everyone should have to. So a competency test, basically a competency test. That's what, like, that's what I think that you should need, uh, because a lot of these people in the freaking Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Green was talking about uh, Jewish space lasers are causing wildfires and shit. Like we know that all of them, it doesn't matter where they went to school, are not smart. Yeah. So and we know that they're not from space. <laughs> Jokes, 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 because I know for a fact that if anybody out there believed for even a split second that I'm one of those kind of guys, and you know what I mean when I say one of those kind of conspiracy guys, like, then I would be nailed to the wall. (laughs) So let me cut that off real quick. I do not believe there is any sort of conspiracy whatsoever. There's no space lasers <laughs> run by a group of Hasids. So it's all good. I'm glad that you've cleared that up. <laughs> um, but no, I think that we just, we don't need to have things be super, um, what is the word, prejudicial or, exp- mm, what is it called? Not elitist. You, Barriers. We don't need those sort. Of we don't need barriers. College to me is not uh, does not adequately say whether or not you um, know the law or you're gonna do your best thing in the law. So, um, 
I think that this guy lying about something as simple as that is a red flag, even with all the other stupid stuff he said. He was, oh God, I'm not, no, I'm not going into it. He was trying to say stupid stuff about science that were just dumb, and I'm not going to melt your brain. Go Google it. Um, but just please vote in your local elections and all the elections. Read about the candidates and um, pick people who have a brain. Um, we don't talk about her show, no, no, no. We don't talk about her show. Anyhow, what's, um, what's next? But when you do, you got to make sure you smoke a doobie or a blunt. And maybe have edible. Was, and that, was that anything from Encanto? No, it wasn't. I just was making it up myself. Okay. Right. Um, and if you would like now that if you want to do that, you possibly will not go to jail for a federal crime because today the House of Representatives voted for the second time on a bill to decriminalize cannabis. It's on the federal level, but it passed 220 to 204, of course, with the majority being Democrats because, you know, the Republicans only like cocaine and orgies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, they're saying that the bill isn't expect, expected to pass the Senate, but I'm just, I hope it does. We just need to finally make weed just like tobacco, free all those people that are in jail due to weed, mm-hmm. and just move on. Agreed. I'm not going to talk about anything else, like that's a class one, a powder, or a, a something to shoot up, or anything like that. I think that we uh, drug charges and drug, the drug scare in general is a lot of propaganda. Yeah, but the war, the, war, the quote unquote war on drugs. Exactly, because most of it is due to racism and xenophobia. And of et course, cetera, et cetera, yeah. Et I don't see any war on prescription drugs. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I don't see a quote unquote war, war on opioids, and that's fucking doing more destruction well now, than anything. Of course, now because we know who takes the opioids the most, or is the picture of opioids, mm-hmm. it's a crisis versus when. It yeah, was, it's a crisis, uh, not a war. You know, it was it was the cry, it was the crack babies before, but no one's talking about the freaking opioid or ollies. I don't know, I don't know. There's no other word that goes with it. But either way, shit's cray, and <laughs> that shit's cray. Um, and everybody said that when they um. Watched the Oscars on Sunday mm-hmm. and saw the slap heard round the world. It's weird doing an air horn for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, All things considered, this is this is a very weird thing that happened. Uh, what? Okay, now boy, just oh just to give a bit of a backstory, let's let's break this down. Like into sections at the Oscars. Yes, that was produced by Will Packer and an all black um, production team. So shout out to them! Shout out to them! Congratulations on your um, historic night. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock was presenting for best documentary. Yes, during the time he made a joke. About Jada being in G.I. Jane 2 because of, you know, apparently because of her, you know, we could assume due to her bald head. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Will Smith, ran up after. Wasn't first, it well, G.I. Jane 2 yes. actually going to see it or something He was like, like that. can't wait to see you Can in G.I. Jane 2. But I thought that there was, yeah, like, 
I thought it was can't. I thought it was GIJ to can't wait to see it. I it might have been that. Um, and well, after see it Will Smith, he did a chuckle, but you could see that. Um, Jada gave him a look. Jada, I didn't see Jada giving him a look. Uh, yeah, Jada just looked like, what the fuck, man? Like, whatever, okay, I roll, I'm annoyed. And then uh, shortly after, you see Will Smith sauntering up the stage and back. Well, he didn't backhand him. No, he's, he front, he's theater he, staged. He open palmed theater stage, slapped him in the face. Which is, which threw everybody in a tizzy because I wasn't even watching it live. Yeah, I was watching something else, and I'm getting text messages in my group chat, like j- group chat, like, "Oh shit, Will Smith just just smacked Chris Rock." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Oh, it was probably staged." And I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know. This is staged." Now I will tell you, I'm still having five to ten percent doubt that there was not some sort of stage. In that scenario, and I'll tell you why after. However, the ninety percent of it being like a real thing, yeah. Um, I I feel like I'm right there with you. The ninety percent is based on everything that's come after that. Like yes, based on like the the various fallouts that have come from it, all the various think pieces and the individuals who have, <sighs> you know, either apologized or mm-hmm. you know did their PR. Uh, Apple notes at press release <laughs> sort of thing. Like taking Instagram live. Yeah. No, they haven't, but still they, Not, everyone is talking screenshotted their notes. I'm going to add, we know that we've seen a lot of responses. There's so many thing pieces that honestly, if I'm going to say what I'm annoyed about this situation, the most with will is the fact that we had to have everybody and their mama tweeting and talking about this. Yeah. My um, dad actually <laughs> called me. <laughs> In the middle of the night, on the next day, to have a, a conversation. Mind you, my dad only calls me for one of two reasons. Because uh, he hasn't heard from me in a while, and because uh, he read a news article uh, in which somebody in Brooklyn died. So, <laughs> so okay, the fact, balance. So, the fact that he called me up to talk about this was like, oh, man, this this is a you know, widespread I'm, thing. I'm surprised that my mom didn't call me to talk about this because she loves being in celebrity drama. Mm-hmm. So I'm really surprised because I know she probably watched it or at least watched the clips. I'm going to have to talk to her and be like, Susan, what do you think? But um, so we know we had all these different responses. Can you give me your perspective? Okay, so at this point now, I do believe that the slap was real. And um, it, before I thought it was staged, I thought maybe this was something that they had talked about beforehand. Now, also keep this in mind. Chris Rock doesn't write his own material. For, no one no one who's presenting writes their own material mm-hmm. for the Oscars. There's like a like committee of like comedy writers who come up with material for the various hosts and presenters to uh, say. And maybe the, you know, maybe sometimes the the comedians might have some input on it. But by mm-hmm. and large, it's not like that, you know. And, but I feel like, you know, they have the power to veto, mm-hmm. like, certain material and stuff. And no matter what, Chris Rock said what he said. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 is... That's... <laughs> the my main insult 
to my soul is that not only did he say a joke that just wasn't all that funny, but he got slapped for a joke that just wasn't all that funny, quite frankly. Like it was it was it was like a harmless throwaway. Like, you know how like yo maybe your sandwich in your material, like some some stuff that you're trying out, like that seemed funny, like when you first come up with it. And so like you'll 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 sandwich it in between like it, you make it into a sandwich. You you do like a good joke that you know will go over an experimental joke that you're not one hundred percent sure about and then you end on a good joke. It seemed like that's exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'm gonna throw this out there and I'm gonna say it with all the confidence in the world. And it it just was like meh. It's it's a it's a it's a meh GI Jane joke. The fact that he even defended it after dude, like like when he was just like, dude, it's a GI Jane joke. Yeah, you're joking about a movie that's like thirty fucking years old. It came out in 1997. It came out in 97. And I did enjoy it at that time, but I mean, most people now don't know about GI Jane. Who are you broadcasting these (laughs) jokes for? Who is this for? <laughs> Who is the audience for this material? Is my question. You're making a GI Jane joke. That's, that'd be like if you and me like sat here and, and instead of having a natural conversation about it, we actually had a whole like thing where we tried to come up with material to make a joke about fucking who. Look who's talking to. That movie came out long ago. That came up organically. But we didn't make jokes about it. We just had a conversation about it. No one is making jokes about G.I. I haven't seen that movie since it's come out. Who has? Who has it on DVD? Have you ever seen it on Netflix streaming? It's not on any of the Netflix, like any of the streaming services. I've never scrolled past it on HBO Max. What are we talking about? G.I. Jane 2. It's a bad joke. It was not a funny fucking joke. It was not a good joke. It just wasn't. Alright? And to get smacked for a bad joke is, is actually kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there is something funny about getting smacked for a bad joke. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. All right, but do you think that Chris was, or that Will was wrong in slapping him? <laughs> I think Will was wrong. I, because, look, I'm not about to sit up here and say that violence doesn't solve anything because clearly we have <laughs> fucking boxing sports, man. Uh-huh. Like, you have UFC. Like, of course, it could solve a lot of shit. And there's a whole fucking war going on, so you tell me. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's, that, and I, I, I'm not saying that I approve of it or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily going to sit here and be like, no one should ever do anything violent. But Will Smith being the man that he is, being the person that he is with the clout that he has in the world, not in his (laughs) profession. I'm talking about worldwide. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that he doesn't have the power to like, after the show, be like, dude, what the fuck? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like... After the show, just be like, or go on Red Table Talk. He could have just went on Red Table Talk and just been like, yo, Chris Rock. Like, invite Chris Rock over there to talk about it and have some healing done, you know? (laughs) 
could have could have healed from this shit. Now now you gotta now you gotta heal in another way, and uh, Chris Rock has to heal his face. Okay, wow, I'm I'm still trying to stop chuckling. Um, so it was a bad joke. It just was it, not a good joke. I have a very dark humor. Yeah, I can joke about anything. That doesn't mean that any of those jokes I would say out loud to other people, but like. I could find majority of the things in the world funny. Mm-hmm. However, I think this notion that people keep bringing up, like, well, one about the freedom of speech, freedom of speech is freedom from spe- is freedom of consequences from the government. The government. It is not freedom of consequences for any Tom, Dick, and Harry that you see on the street. If a white man is in a crowded bar in Harlem. Above 125th, we can't really say in, in that specific area anymore. But if he yells, whatever, nigger, ER or A or whatever, he's more than likely liable to get stomped out. Yeah. So that means he did have the free speech to say it. He wasn't going to get arrested, but he wasn't getting the free speech of not facing a consequence. I don't personally feel like medical conditions are things where we can just pretend that people are going to be okay with you joking about it. And I think I was talking to you about this before. Like if he had been at the, at, um, what is that one in West village? Um, woo cafe or it's by, Oh, by, um, it's by artichoke pizza. I went there for my 19th birthday. Damn, it's the underground comedy club. Anyway, if he was at fucking, I don't know, Caroline's, which probably not, but still. If he was at Caroline's. Grizzly Pear? No, it's like Cafe Wa. That's what it is, Cafe Wa. Okay. If he was at Cafe Wa and he said that joke and Will Smith was there, Will would have chuckled because no one would have seen it because no one's really filming Cafe Wa, right? Mm-hmm. But... The Oscars is not, in my opinion, a place for where you're doing super low-blow jokes. You might make a joke about a celebrity's failed movie or something like that or something that's going on with them, but it's not going to be, like, really down in the dumps. And three, when are we when are we roasting just guests of the person who's nominated? Yeah, maybe she's a celebrity, but, like, why are you taking shots at her? And I, I will say this. I will say this. Pretty much anybody who's not, like, any any celebrity is up for grabs. Okay, they are. Even if they, they're okay. not nominated. They are, you know what I mean? They are up for grabs. But I, when you were talking about, we had I had shared that thing with you about um him, about who the writers of the show were. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, they still shouldn't have written the joke. Mm-hmm. But then I'm reading online that allegedly from the source, that joke was not even in the script. Mm. So he added it, and allegedly he had already said that joke at a at a like a, a small bar, mm-hmm. whatever in the area, like he was practicing. Um, so it's like you adding that 
on top of the history between him and Jada. Yeah, because uh, as as with anything, inter- internet sleuths have uh, been pointing out the fact that he's been going at Jada for a while. Well, listen to this interesting tidbit that I uh, got from Ava Vidal, mm-hmm. who's a comedian from the UK, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or she was... Anyway, she's a she's a personality. Yes. Um, she said when touring the UK, big name US comedians try their material out in small comedy clubs. I was there when Chris Rock did a bit about unrequited uh, did a bit about unrequited love with an actress and then burst into tears. We laughed, but soon realized he wasn't joking. The actress was Jada. Now you can't t- oh she's Bayesian. She's your cousin. Um Okay. You can't tell me that now knowing this information, and she had linked it with um, a story about how he's been mocking her since the 90s, mm. um, and it's a clip from his TV show, The Chris Rock Show, and making fun of her at the Million million Woman March, mm-hmm. where he called it like bitches in the grass or some stupid... Bitches in the bell. What was it? Bitches, bitches in the bell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was not funny. It was stupid. And here we are. But like... Those are the type of things he's always said. He's always been quote unquote dangerous, and that's why he was able to have a show. Everybody hates Chris because he would make these raunchy things, these jokes. But if you see that he's been, she didn't. He chat was checking for her. She wasn't checking for him. And then all of a sudden, she's the butt of his jokes for the next decades long time. Um, so then you get to thinking. Is this like a Piers Morgan situation? You know how he's always going for Meghan Markle? Yeah. And you f- we find out that, like, he had tried to date her, but she wasn't really checking for him, and she ended up dating, I think, Harry or somebody else, and he's, like, been out for her ever since. <laughs> now, this is all speculation. All speculation. This is speculation. Yeah, this Only is The thing that we can't say is speculation. We know for sure. That he told that. That he told the joke. G.I. Jane dated-ass joke. We know that he told a joke about her long time ago and mm. or at some point yeah, about when, his uh, unrequited love for her. We know that he said a lot of mean things, rude things about her throughout the years. That majority of the time she has been just like brushed off because when he in 26, 2000, yeah, 2016, when she was boycotting because of the whole Oscar's so white and he made the joke about how can you get like boycott something you wouldn't be invited to. And yeah, basically like like <coughs> Jada boycotting uh, Jada. The joke was that Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. Like I we I wasn't invited, which <laughs> the way that he said it was it was kind of funny. Can I'm I, not, can I tell it's you a, something? that that joke is a slightly better joke than this fucking GI Jane joke. I will say that. Can I tell I you something that. that I know a lot of people are going to be angry about? Yeah, what's up? I personally never really thought that he was funny. Okay. It was a marginal like when, I, when we were younger and he was doing all those movies for, mm-hmm. like, the teen, like, 20s movies, mm-hmm. every time I would see him in the cast, I'd be like, ugh. Because he was always doing that voice and being super extra. And so it yeah. just, to me, that is not the type of comedy I prefer. I like people like Bernie Mac who are so effortlessly funny. 
I will say his like his most recent special is like when he 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 drops the voice. Yes, and that is when I can be like, yes, I can I can appreciate you more because it's not that I don't think he's like completely talentless. It's just that you're not letting your talent shine when you are trying so hard to like put on this persona. Yeah. So that's why his later work, I have really enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But I still think that you going after this woman's disease is, to me, just as shameful as Will Smith and immature as Will Smith smacking you. And I'm not saying shameful because I don't think so it's, you think I don't think it was shameful. on the same level. I think that it's on the same level, but obviously one's going to face different consequences because you were in this live space. People are going to have, like, the, he's being made, Will Smith being turned into this, what, you know, the moment it happened, all these white people were like, oh my God, he could have killed him. <laughs> First off, that just goes to show how frail white people are in general. Because, like, if you think that a slap is any, it, like, anything, vi- look, how do I say this? A slap to the face hurts. It's disrespectful. And it's more disrespectful than it is painful. Which is why... Growing up, my mom never smacked us in the face. I mean, she, we didn't. Do, it wasn't like we were getting spanked a lot. But like, if she ever, like, I if she, it. if she ever, like, smacked us, mm-hmm. especially like after we we've gotten to like a certain age, she would like hit you in the arm and be like, you know, stop that. But she never would smack us in the face because she was like, that's disrespectful. Now, me personally, I don't believe in corporal punishment. Regardless, and I think that hitting another person is the highest thing of disrespect. But I do think we need to differ- differentiate um, between a theater slap and someone like bare knuckle punching you out. Yeah, because those are having two. Because that was a, again, a punch it was an can open kill you. Palm, it was an open palm smack to the face. It was a warning smack. Yeah, it was a. It was a. Do I have your attention now? Slap. It's a it's a you disrespected me with your words. It would be like if a man if I'm arguing with him and he calls me a bitch and I smacked him across the face. That doesn't mean either one neither one of us are right, because as I said, hitting somebody is disrespectful. So if you're trying to say I'm gonna match my disrespect with your disrespect, the smack has no and this is not like something that just happened. Throughout the ages, in the Bridgerton times, when you had your glove and you would take it off and smack the person in the face and be like, I demand satisfaction. <laughs> and so then you would be like, you would be showing you would the have pro- to You would have to have duel. a duel after that. But like, we're not talking about him coming up on the stage with a knife and being like, apologize to my fucking wife. It was like, you, were, you disrespected my wife and you're going to be disrespected right now. Does should he have hit him? I'm gonna say, would I have wanted to hit him? Yes. Would I have gone up there and hit him? I don't know because of the fact that I do not want to get like charged with assault, mm-hmm. and I would think like that would be what would have kept me from going up there. But I would have a hundred percent wanted to hit him. I think what would have probably been um, more impactful for his for Will Smith is that. If he would have gone up there and said, my wife has alopecia, that joke was not funny, 
and I'm going to need you to apologize. And then he would have just been looking menacing like he could hit him. But then, you know, he would have apologized and would have sat back down. People would have still been outraged because he interrupted the show, but they would have been able to brush it off because there was no violence. And I think that what as somebody, as a kid, and now I'm going to say this is interesting that Will Smith has ADHD and I have ADHD because I know as a kid, one of the things that I struggled with was when people would say or do things to me that were really bad, like they'd be bullying or whatever, but nobody could ever see those things happening. And the moment that I would respond in what people would be like, was this some extreme way? It was like, but you don't, the, I just told you all these things that they were happening. So maybe he was having just like a, a, a blip in executive function and like not thinking about the, uh, the long-term of what could happen if he goes up there, he was just having an extremely impulsive moment. Well, yeah, no, it was a, it was an extremely impulsive moment, and he and it, you don't do that thinking that everything is gonna be fine afterwards. And so far, everything is not fine. The academy, yeah. uh, uh, it, the academy came out and straight up said that they they asked him to leave afterwards. Okay, and he didn't. but do you want to know what liar liar pants on fire to the academy because Will Packer it, when that case, when that came out. Mm-hmm. Let me hold on. I I pulled up what they um what they had said. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um. In a statement, they said things unfolded in a way we could not have anticipated. While we would like to clarify that Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused, we also recognize we could have handled the situation differently. Mr. Smith's actions at the 94th Oscars were a deeply shocking, traumatic event to a witness in person and on television. Mr. Rock, we apologize to you for what we experienced, for what you experienced on the stage, and thank you for your resilience in the moment. We apologize to our nominees, guests, and viewers for what transpired during what should have been a celebratory event. However, Packer said in his interview that never happened, and he said that the that he approached Smith at 8 p.m. about 35 minutes after he had slapped Rock and told him he could stay, and then he all then he won the Best Actor. Now I don't know why the Academy is trying to save face. Because people were, some people were saying, well, why didn't they just drag him out? But I remember when they said he was asked to leave and didn't, I thought to myself, well, you're the Academy. You can bring on the next break, have the security come out there and say, Mr. Smith, if you don't leave, we're going to have to forcibly remove you. Because it's not the first time during a live telecast you've had uproar or something where you have to make arrangements and you don't want people to see it on camera. So I'm like, he, but but that, but the fact that now the academy is even trying to throw him under the bus in that way, it's like he's being, um, he definitely is being maligned by the academy and then a lot of, of course, white people. And there are plenty of black people who have been saying. You know, he's put Melvin. Oh, what's his name from from um, Craig Melvin from Today Show. uh, He said that this people of color are already looked at as violent. And so this set us back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said this set us back. 
um, Nothing, plenty okay. of other people time out, are saying. Time out, time out, time out. I'm coming in here now. <laughs> Nothing is setting anything back, okay? Can we veto that saying? Listen. Nothing has... you. This is not on par with the fucking DC sniper. Because, like, I remember when the DC sniper and they found out that he was black and they was like, this set us back. Like, it can't... A slap and a sniper aren't the same fucking level of setting black people back, okay? This hasn't set... you. Oh, you think that they're not going to let Lapita Nyong'o come up there because Will Smith uh, is violent? Are you fucking kidding me? This didn't set anything back. <laughs> oh, you're telling me that no, black people are no longer going to be welcome to the Oscars or black people are no longer going to be nominated for fucking Oscars all because Will Smith smacked the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth? <laughs> like, that's not fucking true. Nothing was set back, okay? Y'all are not fucking... This is not a time machine. Like, nothing was set back. <laughs> in time and i'm tired of that fucking phrase it's just i think that people should realize the only person who was set back here is will smith you want to know why chris rock and these are the reasons why it's like i'm like hmm, was it staged chris rock shows quadrupled or whatever in sales mm-hmm. um he's getting all this sympathy um, but as you know, when they have the Red Table Talk, that's probably going to be the highest rated one. Yeah. And I'm like, are y'all sure somebody didn't have a conversation? Maybe maybe Will owed Chris because he stole a, 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 when they were in there like super prime. Chris was out for a role and Will stole it from under him. And or maybe, he said one day. Or maybe, or maybe you know what happened. Uh, sorry, all of this is still speculation, but wouldn't it be funny if like... Um, uh, Chris found out that they were in an open relationship and he tried to slide into Jada's DMs and Jada said no. Uh, uh, no, Jada didn't say no. Will vetoed it. Oh. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what I owe you? Uh, yeah, no. Not, I'll, I'll get you next time. I'll owe you. Yep. Um, <laughs> But it's just so interesting to me how people have been, all like the... Specific, I'm going to take the black people out of it, but the white people who have been saying how traumatized they are. And I saw on Twitter somebody was like, white people black. never <laughs> never grew up getting popped in their mouth for saying something crazy. Yeah. And so it's just like, to me, <clears throat> I'm going to say this was a rash decision in the moment because he was angry, you know, in 30 years, when they come out with the tell-all, they'll let us know for real, for real what happened. Um, but he was angry. He was upset. It's probably a mixture of the fact that he's been being, he and his wife have been being clowned all over the place for everything. He himself has been being clowned his whole entire career in a variety, variety of ways and always being, you know, people questioning who he is and, and how strong he is and all that. And so maybe this was just like, I'm sick of you. You're constantly coming at my family. You know my wife is sick, and I'm going to treat you like I would treat you if we were outside here. And I think that in some ways we're having a bit of a cultural clash because I feel like even though all black people, of course, do not feel like this because a lot of black people have been saying this was he needed to control himself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there was once a time in our communities not too long ago where if you say a yo mama joke to somebody, you're getting beat down. 
So, and not like, it didn't even have to be like, you're going to be put in the hospital, but someone might punch you out. So why is it now that someone got theater, theater slapped that it's like an outrage that someone could be violent? I can't, I don't think that violence is not, well, no, wait, sorry, I don't want to confuse you. I think sometimes violence is the answer. A little bit. I think sometimes a slap should be what we use to signify you have overstepped. And I'm not talking about minor infractions. But if someone is talking to you crazy, like they have no sense, sometimes you need to slap it back into their mouths. Now, because until there's a time where slapping is not seen as uh, assault for me to get charged, I'm going to keep my hand in my pockets to myself and slap people mentally. But I'm waiting for the day when the rules change. Well, Will Smith resigned from the Academy, so <laughs> that, too. You know, I think he resigned from the Academy because he was like, you're not going to fire me, I'm going to quit. Yeah. And maybe now he'll make his own little black-owned award show. And, the you Bla- know. Yeah, it could be called the... The Blaskers? Um, no, not the Blas, Not the Blaskers. <laughs> oh, call them the Sydneys. Ooh. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Oh, yes. Call him. Because is the Oscars named after a person? I really don't know. I feel like it. I I know that the statue, the statuette is uh, modeled after somebody. And I'm I'm sure it was Oscar something. But uh, I just think that like I, I, uh, I knew this from film school but i don't have the answer right now and i'm not gonna look it up either um, i don't really i don't know i just feel like the worst part about this to me is the fact that like to me will was i understood why he slapped him but i don't think he should have slapped him in that moment well he pulled a big willy style <sighs> and the only reason i say that is because you know quest love all of them had to like it kind of was like, oh shit, and I and to me well, like Questlove wasn't even paying attention. Did you read that article where, Questlove, where he was like he was meditating? Yeah, yeah, and everybody. Okay, did you see the videos? Which of, I like, think was a lie. All the all the black <laughs> men were like dapping Will up and like hugging Will. Yeah, I feel like Chris Rock is might not. Every all the white people are loving him, but I don't know if like black people are really fucking with him. Fucking with Chris Rock? Yeah, because of the way that all these black. <laughs> Why did Quest Love dap Will up before he got on stage to get his Oscar? <laughs> and Denzel and Tyler Perry were comforting Will. I didn't see one picture with them with Chris Rock, and he's the one that got slapped. So you would normally think in a situation where somebody got slapped, the person who got slapped would be being comforted, and it looked like nobody was looking for him. You know, so, To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, we don't know what they were saying when they were quote-unquote comforting him. Like, they could have been like, hey, Will, are you okay? Like, is That's every, true. That's like, true. It could have it been more of like, instead of like a, are you okay? It could have been like, are you, is everything okay? Yeah. Like, you, you're like, you wilding right now. <laughs> you That's know? true. Like, um, what the fuck you just do? I'm, But you know what? I did love seeing the pictures of, 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 um, Denzel and Tyler talking to Chris or to Chris. Well, Chris was being talked to by Denzel and Denzel and them. Cause I'm like, sometimes you don't need to, I don't think everything needs to be involved with everybody in a situation. Let's do a whole expose. 
the people who are closest to you, are you okay? Are you okay? Let's talk about this after. We need to have a little family meeting in the back and talk about this, and then everybody can shake hands and move forward. Like, I don't think it has to be such a formal thing, and I feel like that's also a difference in cultures because I don't think that we... um, I think that we allow for things to be more of like a mediation between the peers and then things are squashed versus a let's, you know, create an inquiry, which they have done. Um, But, you know, whatever. He left. He still could could submit his movies. He's just not going to vote. And honestly, he probably didn't. Maybe he had been trying to get out of that job for all this time and they wouldn't let him. So he said, you know what? Fuck it. I quit. And this was what it was. Chris Rock wanted to get his numbers for his ticket sales up. Will Smith wanted to be able to get out of the academy. So they devised a plan. And then next year, they're going to be in a buddy comedy. So nobody's mad at anybody else anymore. And then boom. Do you think Jada will be in it? I think she'll do a cameo. In the cameo, she'll like smack Chris Rock. Yeah, and you know what's gonna happen in the scene? Uh, Jada's gonna Jada's gonna come in, right? Uh, Jada and Will are gonna be married in this movie, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris is gonna be like the friend or whatever like that. He's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, hey!" And then uh, like, and then <laughs> and then Will is gonna say like, "Hey, remember what I told you." Keep her name out my mouth. Keep, like, I know. Keep her name out of her mouth. Uh, yeah. And then there's just going to be a wink to the camera or some shit. That's going to be at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's going to be at the second. That's, that's going to be, be in the, the blooper reels. Yeah, that's going to be there. And then we're going to be It's going like, to be oh! in the blooper reels because her name is going to be like, 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 sh- sh- uh, Shari. And <laughs> he's going to accidentally say Jada. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he's going to, and then they're going to just say like, hey, keep my name out your fucking mouth. Yeah. Ha, 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 jokes. Yep. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just like, this is like when you're in school and you smack your friend or whatever, or even you're, when you're a little kid and you hit a friend, when you're mad or whatever, you have a discussion and you can move through it. Like someone was talking about using this as a restorative justice moment, and I think that you can. You can take an abolitionist pr- approach this because everything does not need the carceral system and all those white people who are like he needs to be in jail I really need you to rethink what you think about anti-blackness because it's not really showing right now because you're all even Kathy Griffin Kathy Griffin who put up a picture of a decapitated Donald Trump talking about she's disgusted ma'am and it was like you got blackballed because of it, and you're still, like, trying to, over a fucking slap. Wow. Who knew? And not to say that, there are plenty of black people I know who oh my do not God. like this. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just, it just dawned on me. The worst possible future is going to happen. Will oh Smith God. is going to star in a Tyler Perry movie. Stop. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. He's going to see him. Because he's going to get, because he's going to get, because Will Smith is going to be blackballed by Hollywood for a little bit, like mm-hmm. maybe the next five years or mm-hmm. so. And... He'll have nowhere to go except Tyler Perry. It's going to be a super Christian one. Do you think? Okay, what, let's see. Actually, what do you think the plot be, is going to be? That, okay, so let's let's write this movie right now. He's a rock star. Ooh, yes. Ooh, he's a he's a rapper. He's a rapper. He's a rapper who goes off the rails. 
with with drugs and alcohol, right? Is and it drugs? No, it should be something like that. So well, alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. Okay, fine. He, he he gets drunk, or just like drunk is drunk with power, and then he has to go back to Atlanta because Lord knows all these movies star in Atlanta. Yes, yes. He has to go back to Atlanta to be with his family to find mm-hmm. his roots, his mm-hmm. musical roots, and of course his musical roots. And nobody's gonna know in the church that when he was nobody's gonna know the reason why he's there. They're gonna all think he's working on like a movie, but in reality he can't get the roles he wants because of the this like crazy thing he did that's following him around mm-hmm. so then he's good like the, do you think Medea's gonna be in the movie no Medea's or? gonna be in there yeah and so like there's about to be like a big family ooh ooh and it's gonna be right before Juneteenth the before the big Juneteenth barbecue they like the an hour or <laughs> the day before his agent's gonna come to Atlanta looking for him and um they're going to mention to someone in the family, like, yeah, you know, he's been really hard on him because he's just not been able to get roles after yeah. the incident. And everyone's going to be like, what? He told us he was doing Bad Boys 5. And then... So wait, he's going to play himself? No, no. Okay, fine. But I'm just inter- I'm just putting a name. I'm just putting a name. It's whatever movie it is. And it's, by the, but, by but, the way, I'm playing I Think I Could Beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's the name of the song. From Fresh Prince. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so he's going to be going through all this, and eventually he's going to be redeemed by going to the church, realizing that he lost his connection to God mm-hmm. and his family and it, the girl that he loved when he was in when high school. When he was in high school, the love of a good good Christian woman. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to be medium brown um, with a with maybe braided wig. Or a bob wig. Now, what job is she going to have? I'm going to say she's going to be either a teacher or, ooh, he's going to go out the box and make her, like, a computer programmer. She should be a male woman. No, I think she's going to have some, like, corporate job. No, you know, because you know how, like, Tyler Perry likes to give people, like, like regular, regular jobs, like bus driver or gardener I think she's going to, like, run the school district. She Okay, fine. She could be a teacher. That that could be a fair. That's she's a, a superintendent. I'm gonna give her a superintendent. All right, fine. She's super superintendent. Because I want her to be like well off on her own and not need anything from him, and he's trying to like woo her with like wines and steak dinners, and she's like paying for the tabs at the end of the night. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want another one of his struggle situations. And so after he realizes they're loved together, he decides to put his. Big boy pants back on, go through it, and just work his way back up. And then, like, it'll be fast forward at the end, like, ten years later, five years later, he's, like, winning another fucking award or something like that. Yeah, I would I would, I would, would pitch it. I would pitch it to Tyler Perry. It's going to happen. He's going to hear this, and, he, and we're going to see it. Where does Medea fall into all this? Well, she's going to be his auntie. Yeah. Oh, God. Medea is everybody's auntie. She's his auntie. She's probably, you know, or his cousin. But, like, he calls her Medea, obviously, because she's yeah. older. Yeah. And so he's going to be like, Medea, you know, at first they're not going to get along because he's going to be like, you know, I don't really want to fuck with you because you have an attitude, da-da-da, same story. And then it's going to be like, you be I'm mad at you about what happened when I was younger. They're going to work through it. They're going to become besties. And then she's going to help him overcome. 
and then he's gonna go back to California and go prosper with his lady love or he's gonna move to Atlanta and start working making movies there and he's gonna be like you know Tyler Perry has a studio over here and he's gonna go to the studio and he's gonna start making movies and da 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 so he probably gonna sell his soul to Tyler Perry for like 10 years for 10 years? I was thinking maybe like five. Nah, he's going to do five years of serious features, and then he's going to do five years of just making cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see it. Anything else uh, regarding Will and Chris you want to cover? Um, I think that it's just, I think people who are talking about this being traumatizing, regardless of your color, I think you should recognize that there are people in this world who see far worse on a very re- regular basis. And it's not that it's like play oppression Olympics, but it's just like when you see someone coming from a certain environment and having a certain type of temperament or outlook on the world or not always being able to do things the way that you could do them, remember this feeling of quote-unquote traumatization and how you think that might feel to someone who grows up with a constant barrage of violence in their outside neighborhood, that that is not, uh, that is inescapable. And, you know, show compassion and love because everyone doesn't have the privilege of thinking that a theater slap is the end of the world. Okay. And I couldn't say it better myself. So with that, I think it's time for us to go in for a quick break. BRB. And uh, we will be right back with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. You're all I ever wanted. Yeah. You're all I ever needed. So tell me what to do now. Because I want you back. I actually don't know how the song goes. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know how the lyrics go. I should have listened to it before I started. That's on me. Let me see. Here. I'll do it for you. All right. I'm just trying to remember. I. Uh... No. Um, it's hard to say I'm sorry. It's hard to make the things I did undone A lesson I've learned too well for sure So don't hang up the phone now I'm trying to figure out just what to do I'm going crazy without you You're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. Yeah. So tell me what to do now. Cause I want you back. I can't remember all the lyrics. So yeah, see, I, but, I'm not the only one. No, I didn't, it's not that I didn't. Rem- but you didn't remember the cadence. I did. I, I just didn't remember the lyrics. I didn't remember the lyrics or the cadence. Oh well, I couldn't. <laughs> um, but good, good song choice. Yeah, that was a good song choice. So let us begin, uh, as always, with our mental health expedition. 
where we talk about, uh, where we check in with each other to see how we're doing with our uh, mental health uh, times, you know? <laughs> Self-care is important. So how are you doing during this time period? Um, I'm interesting. I think today's been a better week than I've had. But I just wanted to point out, isn't it so interesting that Pursuit of Happiness is the song when Will Smith was in Pursuit of Happiness? Look at that, how cl- we are... We're overlapping today. Yeah. There's a lot of coincidences that are happening <laughs> all at once. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. This week. Uh, I had therapy this week. Thank mm-hmm. God. That was great. Um, I feel like we've been working on some things, um, which is awesome. I just, I do wish that healing was a marathon sprint and not more of a little like you know 30k long long running wouldn't so so an actual marathon as opposed oh, to marathon. a sprint there, thank you i couldn't remember the word thank yeah. you very much you you wish it, I was, wish it was a, a sprint, sprint and not a marathon. a marathon yes because my issue is there are so many things that i had assumed i had worked through mm-hmm. and i was over the hump and that i was okay i was okay to do all the different things that I was saying that I wanted to do. However, it has come to my attention that that is not true. Um, and so I feel like I'm glad to be getting that help now and being able to make better, you know, decisions or actions or just being aware of those those uh, triggers and feelings, etc. But it's just like I'm 32 and I'm, I'm uh, frankly tired of, of thinking about things that happened uh, 20 years ago mm-hmm. and having them in, impact my life and recognizing that <clears throat> I had very little control over something that was happening with me um, that is, like, coming back to haunt me now mm-hmm. is very frustrating because... Um, and I told my therapist that, and she said that I need to uh, grieve because I had said, like, you know, I don't even know what things that I've lost. Um, and that's what's frustrating to me because I'm constantly playing, like, and I, I feel like catch up in this, like, world of adulting of things that um, I know that I could know or should know or learned, mm-hmm. but due to circumstances, um, you know, trauma's not really that great for the memory <laughs> or for uh, retaining information and things like that. So I just, that, that frustrates me that um, like say for instance, my ADHD. Yes. I know that I've always had that, but I do know that like trauma can impact uh, you and, and mirror ADHD symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that means that I'm not dealing just with regular ADHD. I'm dealing with ADHD on top of like, trauma-induced ADHD, so that's like, that to me, it feels like I that's unfair. And so that was what frustrates me, that I'm being, because of things outside of my control, um, I am paying a, a frustrating price. But um, I will say that my therapist reminded me that in my mind, like I think because I'm not living up to certain expectations 
that I'm saying that I'm like being like I'm a failure or that I'm like you know sucking at adulting Mm -hmm. but I'm but she's like why would you say that like what are the things that are not that you're not doing and I think that I often don't give myself props for the things that I have done Mm -hmm. you know like I have an apartment that I kept I've kept all by myself yeah. for two plus years. Yes. I have had, I graduated from college. That is a big deal. And, you know, I'm constantly learning and working on myself and trying to be better than I was before, mm-hmm. even if I'm making mistakes. And I think that I'm, I am have to remember to big myself up in those ways, especially at times where I feel like, I'm overwhelmed that things are not going my way in other ways. So <sighs> I I think that I'm glad to know things so that I can hopefully rectify situations. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be able, my goals, like my therapist always asks my goals, and I think that my goal is to be a more vulnerable person mm-hmm. because I recognize that, like, Talking a lot doesn't mean you're saying anything. Yes. And I didn't, I feel like I didn't really realize how much of that I've done with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, even people that I would feel like are very close to me that um, I don't really say how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it just leads to... Uh, heartache and pain for myself in whatever that ways that means, even if it's from mild annoyance to real uh, sadness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that I would like to work on, being able to be vulnerable and courageous because I don't have to worry about, (coughs) I don't have to worry about the people in my life right now being um, like aggressive towards me if I'm saying something that they don't like or anything like that. I can, I feel like I trust the people in my space to be able to be respectful to my feelings. And I think that I need to work on showing them more. Okay. That's so fair. I'm going to stop talking about me because barf. <coughs> Feelings. There's nothing wrong with talking about yourself. It's just really weird and I hate it and it makes me want to throw up. Well, maybe that's (laughs) something you could work in into your therapy sessions. Learning how to talk about yourself without the feeling of barfing, you know? I can't help it. It's just awkward and I mean I just it's uncomfortable and I can't I can't shake it. It just it's like I I can talk about many things, but and I I told my therapist I have like four or five general states of being that I can recognize and that I like to be at. Can is an ant that should be killed with pesticides. But I think that my general states that I like to be in keep me in a very safe and neutral space. Mm Mm-hmm. That I enjoy being in because I feel like my the way that my body feels at certain within certain heightened 
um, emotions or feelings. I just don't like it. And if I'm unsure of how the situation is going to turn out, that's very difficult for me to be able to, like, um, regulate my body in that way. Mm -hmm. So I just would try to stay away from it. However, I know that I can't do that. That's not going to work. It's not going to be helpful for me or anyone else. And even though I feel like with my the people in my life that I am a pretty open person, I do recognize that there are parts of me that are closed off that need to be peeled back and laid bare or whatever weird And this will take some time. These things take time. I hate it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. Disgusting. You're going to end up relearning the same things over and over again um, until like it becomes ingrained into your DNA. And even then you still might need to relearn it. It's a it's a process. And I applaud you for going on this process. Thank you. It's just all right. Enough about me. Yeah. More about you. In the meantime, I actually have a, having a, I finally scheduled I uh, uh, my appointment with a black therapist. Yeah. A black woman therapist. Yeah, yeah. She, her name is Dr. Leticia. All right. And she got a real black lady name. Yes. Yes, she does. And uh, we're going to be meeting next Wednesday at seven o'clock via virtual uh, video chat. I love this. I'm so excited for you. Yep. So uh, I uh, I have already submitted all my consent forms. I've submitted like my insurance and you know my my copay and all this other bullshit. Uh-huh. Not my copay. You know what? I yeah, mean. Uh, all the stuff. Yeah, all like credit card information so that they could charge me. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm ready. I. I do have to admit, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to be talking about or what I'm going to be going over, uh-huh. but uh, we'll see how I feel. And that's, I don't always go into therapy knowing good, like today, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, yesterday when I was in therapy, I told her different things that I had updates with, but some of the things that maybe we, I had, because I had not talked to her for a week, mm-hmm. so some of the things that I was bringing up about maybe conclusions or things I'd come to, um, I didn't... It was more like I'm giving you this update on this. I don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I honestly did not know where I wanted to go. I just was like, well, here's some things that happened. Here's what annoyed me. Let's just maybe try to figure out this one first. Yeah. Um, and then go from there. But sometimes I think it's just like that. And if you, when you go there, she might ask you. What I've noticed when I go to a, like an intake with a therapist, it'll be like, I will think that we're going to just talk about a simple thing and then it'll all of a sudden turn into a tangent onto something else. Yeah. And that'll probably be what what happens. And then you guys. Yeah, we can go get, from you, there. Well, also, you're just getting to know each other. You're going to do like an intake. Yeah, we're still feeling each other out. You probably won't have like a real, real conversation until a few weeks. Well, not a few weeks, but like two, you know, at least the second or third time. That's fair. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm really proud of you for sticking to this and for finding a new one and not giving up. Because when you initially, when you had the issue with your um, therapist leaving, mm-hmm. you you did seem a bit um, 
kind of downtrodden and apathetic at the idea well, of... Well, I had no one to talk to, you know? Well, not that I didn't have anyone no, to but talk not, to, Well, but it was like, more so, like, just the annoyance that you had at... at you, you wanted to... You had said you were thinking about put, putting therapy on hold because of just how annoying it is to have to find a new one. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you put your health first mm-hmm. and over, you, you pushed past the inconvenience and the annoyance... And you are now in a place where you, even though it's like you've been doing really well without having your weekly therapist. Yes. And you, you know, you're doing your, the work and which is great, but you're making sure that like you're all good in these other ways and, and you're continuing on that progress, which is great. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, I will say that I did technically put my, uh, therapy on hold for like a good month. But now I'm back at it again. Luckily for me, I've been in therapy for so long that, like, I had the tools Mm -hmm. to, you know, work out any issues that may have come in this month. And there were several issues, you know, Uh, just just expressing those issues, those uh, minor or major annoyances, those grievances, Uh the the feelings that I had. Um, I I owe my time to therapy, too. So yeah. just the ability to be able to not backslide so hard mm-hmm. to my pre-therapy days. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for my time. And I look forward to my new therapist and what that dynamic might Fingers be. Crossed Fingers crossed that this is really great. We love each other and it just turns to a wonderful relationship. Yeah, I have a good feeling about it. But not everything is great and not everything is something to have a good feeling about, which is why we're going to get into our gripes. Bring it. What? We gripe We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe This safe space for us to share. We gripe We ain't griping anywhere else. We gripe uh, uh, uh. I'm a little lightheaded right now, so you're gonna have to go. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I have a few of them. One. For everyone who has been like blaming Jada for this, shut up. Um, for everyone who is acting like Chris Brock is some martyr, shut up. Because I just rewatched the clip of him allowing the creepster Louis C.K. to say nigger several times, and the only person that was in that room saying, yeah, this is wrong, is Jerry Seinfeld. So I don't want to hear that all of a sudden I'm just supposed to be so sympathetic to the fact that he was embarrassed when he's constantly embarrassing me and my homegirls. Um, Two... (sighs) Did you hear about, we talked about the story um, of the young man who died falling from the the, the uh, carnival ride? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, that is something that we discussed. So, I found out today that this woman, Shay Johnson, has been giving interviews as his cousin... And the the boy, Tyree Sampson, his mother, said that that is not their family. 
Um, and I'm just like, you know, I know people want to get their 15 moments of fame, but that was just, it just was so shitty to me that in these people's times of need and stress and all that, that like anybody would be, um, scamming other people or trying to get their name seen. Like, and it doesn't say, it didn't say that she had like collected any money, but she was, allegedly trying to, like, get people's names on petitions and things like that. And she was giving news interviews for the family. So I think that's weird. Please, people, like, fix your, fix your lives. I don't know what you're doing, but, like, stop doing that and do something else. Because this is weird. And people's families have gone through enough during tragedy. They don't need you coming in and fucking things up. Um, and also my last thing to the scientific community, I know that, you know, you don't want us to think that sci-fi movies and things are real. However, I'm going to tell you that to the scientists who are creating the robot magnetic slime Stop it. <laughs> we yeah, have... It, it looks like uh, the liquid metal from... It's the nanites. It's the liquid metal from Terminator 2. It looks ter- like... we Just perfect example, Stargate. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's watched that series knows they have literally dedicated several seasons in that show to talking about the dangers of the nanites. And... You have to think, like, yeah, sure, these things are fiction. But we look at Black Mirror and some of those things that are happening right now. You could say, yeah, we don't want those things to happen because we see how they can go left. I don't care if this stupid robot can go into my stomach and pull a penny out. Shut it down. Shut it down. I'm not interested in being taken over by, by robots in any form. We don't know. Don't start putting this in people until you have about 20 years of research because at this point it is still extremely new and I just need everybody to calm themselves and just rethink whether or not this is something you should you should be doing. Just because you can so, do it doesn't mean you should. Time out. So do you want nan- nanite, do you want these sort of like this this sort of technology to exist at all? Or do you just want them to slow down with it? I don't want, okay, so I don't want it to exist at all. But we that at the end of the day, it already exists. Mm-hmm. So we can't really stop that. But if, it, if you're going to use it, we need to know for sure that people are not going to have some sort of weird detrimental issue years later. And I say that because... I mean, because it's going to be used for porn. But these are but like that's what all technology. How are these robots going to be used for porn? You're telling me how is a slimy, a slimy robot going to be used to gratify some dude, some oh weird my dude? God. That's uh, that's every single bit of technology. I didn't even ooh, think the about it like in that. Oculus. Like. Ooh, we're, we're living in a world where like we augmented reality yeah augmented reality for porn too well like, yeah everything goes to porn everything goes everything to porn. goes to porn yeah that's true 
Okay, no, I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's even another more reason that we don't need it. It's just that we don't, the same way that when they started giving, giving women certain birth controls, they hadn't done enough testing, and then all these women were getting um, blood clots. Mm-hmm. So if they had waited and tested it and seen what things could and could not go wrong, then then you could test it on a different like on people or whatever, but they're always so quick to create something and be like, we just want the money from it, that they don't pay attention to the amount of time it takes to really do a long-haul study on something, and they just want to get the results out so that they can get approved by the FDA or whatever the case may be so they can start using stuff. And I'm just not interested in having the War of Worlds. What if somebody hacks that thing while it's in me? Well, the World of Worlds technically was alien. I mean, it was aliens, yes. But, you know, iRobot, any yeah, of those. Yeah, iRobot type thing. Just, I'm just not interested in that type of life. But, you know, we we don't, we're, it's, I've just seen, even not even just in Stargate, in, in Star Trek, they had so many episodes Bubble where born. people of people creating the nanites, and then they would make them into robot people, and then they would get feelings, and then the people would get mad, and then they would get revenge and start killing everybody like we just don't need it we don't um okay what about you what is your so i have a i have a few first off to all the people on the internet who were talking about the will smith slap and was just like well you have to imagine that if it was betty white that he was (laughs) slapping or if it was harriet tubman that he was slapping or just like just Stop being weird, internet. Like, (laughs) knock it off. (laughs) Knock it off. Just let us, like, consume this little bit of shocking, like, pop culture relevance thing. Let us us enjoy it. Let us run with it for a few days and then go somewhere. Like, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Ooh, what if it was fucking Madonna? Like, who cares? Like, (laughs) who? It wasn't Madonna. It wasn't. (laughs) So many hypotheticals. It wasn't Harriet Tubman. (laughs) It wasn't Betty White. It wasn't any of these dead people. Oh, if Bob Saget were to smack Chris Rock. Who can't? No. There's no hypothetical. Let's just go off of what actually <laughs> fucking happened. Oh, if it was a white man who... Yes! And, and in an alternate multiverse fucking reality, all these things occurred. But in this reality, let's focus on what the fuck is happening. <laughs> fucking internet. And then the next one, this is more of... Parents... If you're going to allow your children to have iPads, maybe delete the messaging feature (laughs) because no child should be texting a grown ass man. I want to leave it at that. (laughs) I really do. If it's your uncle type figure. I know that I am an uncle type figure. I used to but know. But my nephew is 13 years old. He is not who I'm referring to. I'm not talking about that. I know that. I'm saying. Do you uncle, know who I I'm referring a, to? I said an uncle type. Do you want to see these fucking messages? I said uncle type. I didn't say uncle. I said uncle type. I've been getting. This is. <laughs> that's cute. This is what came tonight. But that's. But I'm just saying when I was that age. 
I when the moment I had well not that age when I, I got that message at nine oh eight. I'm like, why are you awake? The moment I got you are up past your bedtime, sir. A cell phone and I had weekends at or nine nine p.m. and weekends free. I was texting anybody that like all my my cousin. I'd be like texting her like, hey, what's up? And she'd be like, hey, uh, what are you doing? And it's like, hey. Yeah, I could text you. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't find somebody your own age to no, it's message. better him to message you than messaging someone. Yeah, I don't want. I don't know what to say to a small child. Nothing. Oh, that's cute. Ha ha. That's it. Cool. You, that's like, it. Hooray! You don't have to overthink it. Something simple. Oh, so funny. Ha ha. Love you. Bye. Good that you can spell. That's great. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I'm so proud that you can spell now. There it is. It's great. Leave. Don't do it. <laughs> leave me alone. I will block leave the me shit alone, out of just you. Just leave me alone. I and the worst part is I can't block them because if something bad happens, yes. then you know need I have text to messages. need to be able to be uh, notified. But even still, not at nine o'clock at night. Okay. <laughs> Morning hours, early hours, okay? Not early. Ooh, no, not I know early hours. I know what you mean. Daylight hours, daytime hours, Between okay? 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. Now, learn how to tell time and figure out those hours and know that those are the only hours that I will be accepting. <laughs> I will not be accepting any more hours. Tell them that your phone doesn't work and it only works between those hours. I can't lie to him. Well, I can. I actually will lie. There I'll it lie is. like a motherfucker. I got to work between these hours and these hours. I can't send text messages. So don't text me. I wonder if I could do like a selective <coughs> do not disturb. You can on focus. Like that's what I have. Pe- but with specific people? Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, I'm going to see if I can focus. Do it. For like <laughs> just. Listen, you got to you gotta just do what I you can. I wonder if you could like mute somebody. On, you can, I think. On your phone. I think you can. Okay, because I know some people that I've muted on Instagram and Facebook. So shout out to y'all. Y'all don't know. <laughs> y'all don't know who you're, who it is, but y'all have been muted. You ever wonder why I don't like any of your Instagram or Facebook messages? Because you're muted. You are muted. Anyhow, but that's everything on my end. So um, let us move into talking about the good stuff, the stuff that made us happy with a little bit of... The baby merchant. Nope. I'm the baby merchant. Cats are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. Give the baby merchant just a week. Oh, <coughs> I'll have your baby for you. So, what has been making you happy this week? Well, one, number one, as always, is doing this podcast with you. Because it brings me so much joy. Um, and hanging out with you and seeing you. Um, you know, that's, that's what that's what I like. That's what I like. Um, but also, all right. Um, so did you know that Amazon workers in Staten Island decided to uh, unionize today? I was not aware of that. Uh, so in a very cool story, Chris Smalls, who was fired by the Amazon in 2020 for union organizing, specifically he was asking, one of the main things he was asking for was for like PPE and stuff for the 
excuse me, for the factories, and he basically wanted some safety protections. Mm-hmm. He got pushed back, got fired. And so today after the win, which was uh, the warehouse, warehouse workers cast 55% of the votes in favor of going to the union, which was 2,654 people. Um, but he comes out and he says, we want to thank, thank Jeff Bezos for going to space because while he was up there, we were, we were organizing a union. And he's wearing this very, he's wearing all red um, in this, like, all red sweatsuit, like, jogger style with the red fitted, super New York, and I just, I love it. I just want to, like, I feel like this is great. Having unions is amazing. You know, people have their pros and cons. Some For some people, unions don't do much. For other people, unions are the best way to be. Mm-hmm. I think for Amazon, they definitely need a union because people have continuously spoken about how they were being treated terribly um, and how they were being asked to work. So I think this is the best option for them. Okay, sounds good. Um, that made me happy. And um, <coughs> I think just... Uh, Having some realizations about myself made me happy. Okay, that's good. What about you? Um, as far as the things that made me happy this week, well, uh, I, okay, a friend reached out to me, a friend that I hadn't really heard from in a while in a friend capacity, reached out to want to hang out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be hanging out tomorrow, so I'm Yippee. looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in addition to that, uh, another individual reached out to me and wanted to spend some time on Sunday. Uh, I'm debating if I will actually do that, Mm -hmm. but the fact that some people are actually hitting me up and being like, Hey, you know what? Maurice is a good, good, cool person. I want to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that, that made me feel good, you know, because like, I don't have people, you know. Uh, I don't have a, a plethora of people who just reach out to me without me, like, instigating things, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that just made me feel really nice. Well, you're a joy to be around. And also, doing this podcast, I enjoy doing this podcast with you. So, shout out to you. Shout out to us. Shout out to this podcast. And that's everything that made me happy this week. Yay. Yay. Sometimes it's just the small wins. It's good. Yeah. Oh, and getting therapy and getting therapy with a black woman. Finally, like, uh, scheduling that. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, if that's everything, then that's everything. We Yay. can go in for the close and uh, we'll be back next week with more of the Black and Sturdy podcast. Okay. See you later. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at blackandsnerdypodcast, as well as on Twitter at blackandsnerdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. 
And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Nerdy Podcast, where it's nerds of a feather rock together. Remember. Bye. <laughs> no, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I actually want to keep that. <laughs>